embrace or not to embrace? What are your expectations for the Cougs now that the bracket's out? Men's Hoops assistant coach Quincy Lewis and Alabama Birmingham head coach Jeff Haas discuss Wednesday's matchup. Plus Lexi Rydalch of BYU Women's Hoops on Selection Monday. Who are the Cougs going to play and where? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, back to work on a Monday, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, March 14th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with NIT Dunk Contest Judge and a fan of some serious saxophone, Jerem Jordan. I we just showed on BYU TV there was a picture of Kenny G. <laughs> What's up with All that? in tribute because to of you. Saxophone? All in tribute to you. He, does he play a saxophone? Why sax- do you do I that? He, I don't think he plays a saxophone, right? He plays something else. It's saxophone? My okay. question was directed to those that are in control in the back, not to you. I know why you make the saxophone sound. <laughs> I want to know why you encourage it. it yeah, all not, of you. It's not a regular saxophone. It's something else. That's what. That's why I'm wondering if it was. Oh, maybe it's Ron Burgundy's Yaz flute. I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag George. I Michael. was not ready for this. Oh Pulls my it out of goodness! By the way, you sent me a link last night showing Corbin Kafusi grabbing the ball out of the hands of somebody in the that, Richards Building. This was like Aaron Gordon esque, and like, and dunking it in reverse style. Where was that in Boom Shakalaka? Great question. We should ask Corbin that. Did Corbin Kafusi withhold his greatness from the dunk contest? <laughs> I think there's serious controversy right now. I know it's five months later. Oh, oh so it was legit. Selection Sunday has come and gone. Selection Monday now on board. So BYU Women's Hoops about to find out where they're going to go. Well, tonight anyway. But the, it was kind of a bust of a Selection Sunday show, Jeremy. Just get to it. Just get to it already. It was long. Reveal the brackets. And Don't BYU was hours. not involved in it. I know. That was, yeah. It, it drew a 3-7, which is the lowest rating in years uh, for the selection. Like 20 years. In 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Hopefully we don't draw the lowest rating we've ever We're had. We're just going to get to it right now. Years. Tell you all the info. BYU men's basketball, a two seed in the NIT. The Cougars will host Alabama-Birmingham Wednesday at 10 Eastern. That game will be live on ESPNU. Quincy Lewis, assistant coach, will join us in the next segment. There's some revenge to pay with UAB, and we'll tell you what it is coming up. Their Tonight, head coach is going to join us today as well. Yes, Jeff Haas. Tonight's the women's basketball selection show, as you mentioned, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Charlie Cream's latest bracketology has BYU as a 7 seed, which is one spot lower than he told us a week ago. So BYU has dropped. That's interesting. I, so that means that somebody, there are a few teams that must have done something really good over the weekend to yeah. push BYU down yeah. to a 7 seed. Head coach's name is Jared Hess. Excuse me. Lexi Rydalch will join us, by the way, the WCC Player of the Year. BYU baseball now 15-1 and one after a four-game sweep of Niagara where the Cougars scored at least 14 runs in all four games for a total of 57 runs just, over the series. just mean. The Cougars host Utah tomorrow on BYU TV. The Cougars could be ranked yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's how go. about that? Yeah, and uh, it's it's been a while since BYU's ranked, so I hope they get ranked. And they're fifteen and one. This is ridiculous. Good teams in baseball having winning have a winning percentage in the sixties. BYU's fifteen and one. 
Let's keep it going. And three Cougars at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships all placed in the top five. Shaq Walker took third in the 800. Shea Collinsworth fifth in the 800 as well. Zach Blackham took third in the high jump. So nicely done. BYU sent three. They all finished in the top five. And they're all All-Americans. And the outdoor uh, track season begins this weekend. All-Americans, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. National Invitation Tournament. I think the same feeling was happening when we made that run. And after a game or two, it was exciting. It was fun because we were going to make a run. We realized that it was time to lace them up and go again, and we're not going to leave anything but our best out there. So um, maybe a game or two, but it'll... It'll get exciting because this team can make a run. Brock Zilstra joined the show on Friday, former BYU basketball guard, a guy that played in the NCAA tournament and in the National Invitation Tournament. When the Cougars went on that run in 2012-2013 to the Madison Square Garden in New York City. So BYU back in the NIT for the third time in the Dave Rose era. They receive a two-seed, which is their best seed that they have had in that tournament. They will host the seven-seed Blazers of UAB Wednesday, 10 Eastern on ESPNU. The winner of that game gets the winner of Virginia Tech and Princeton. Here's the good news. With a win for BYU, they would be guaranteed of at least the option of hosting a second game, and then who knows what the Cougars will face if and when they get to the quarterfinals. It's interesting, and I know that you guys did embrace the NIT on Friday. Listen, an embrace is a hug, right? I, ha- I give a firm handshake to the NIT. I don't, I don't give it a hug. I don't give it a kiss at the doorstep on the first date. You know what I'm saying? It, the NCAA tournament is awesome. It's where it's at. I would rather lose in the first round than win the NIT. But That's off the table, though. But I'm not, I'm not anti-NIT. I, I think it's fun. I think it could be fun to see BYU make a run uh, to Madison Square Garden in the Final Four like they did three seasons ago. That was fun. Is it the same? No. Can it still be enjoyable in some way? Yes. Okay, you just made the comparison of the NCAA tournament and the NIT to Whitney Houston singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, the NCAA tournament, and Mandy That's like Mo- a national championship, And Mandy actually. Moore singing I Want to Be With You. Yeah, it's the NIT. Yeah. But didn't you have a crush on Mandy Moore? Yes, but I could have So would you not done, embrace that? No, could I, I, I could have had a crush on someone hotter than Mandy Moore. <laughs> But I settled for Mandy Moore, I think. You, My junior you year, whatever. Settled? You settled? Mandy Moore Did is Andy not Roddick NCAA settle tri- for Mandy Moore? No, that's Brooklyn Decker, his well, wife now. Now, now. now, there's a one seed, right? <laughs> what did I say that wasn't true? Oh, uh, I'm not saying. This is BYU. You, we speak truth. I'm just saying, like, you could not, you could embrace Mandy Moore, could you not? No. NCAA tournament's could, off the table. Nothing you can fun... do about it. Why not come I, what may and love it? Is that? Did you just quote Moulin Rouge? Absolutely, I did. I don't think the and love it's in there, but um, yeah, no, I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like this is the same as the NCAA tournament. You though. shouldn't, but you can still embrace it. I don't, d- define embrace. I get like spend time on it, care about. It. Yeah, yeah. Embracing yeah. It doesn't I'll mean be there loving it. I'll you be there love the night. NCAA tournament. Yes. Okay, so yes. I'm not asking you to love, I love the NIT. I love watching, like, any NCAA tournament game, I love watching that. I'm not going to watch a single NIT game with BYU not in it. I you, don't care. Are you guaranteeing that? You will not watch a single not, NIT game? St. Mary, I don't care about St. Mary's and someone else What are you going to do NIT? on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when NCAA tournament games aren't being played? This week? This yeah. week. No, or, or the week after. Well, let's start with this week. I have a City League game tonight. 
at 7. If we lose, hopefully we don't. We play at 9. Tuesday night is baseball against Utah. Wednesday is the NIT. Then I get to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I've got the NCAA tournament. Okay, I'm so set, let's say baby. BYU advances the next week. There are no games until Thursday on, when the Sweet 16 starts. On Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday? Probably the NIT was BYU if they play on Monday. I think if BYU, by the way, if BYU wins, okay, they're like, hey, the Provo Temple uh, cultural celebration is Saturday. BYU could play Friday or Monday. I'm guessing Monday in the second round if they win because they're a two seed. The higher seed gets the option of hosting in the NIT. So BYU could have up to two, maybe three if there's an upset and St. Bonaventure isn't there in the quarters. Whether you embrace it or not, the NIT is happening for BYU. And that brings up today's Twitter question. What are your NIT expectations for BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. What do you think? Our first tweet, at PWNR1019. Only to smash every team that we go up against. Hashtag embrace the NIT. Hashtag bright expectations. <laughs> no, I, I believe that BYU will win at least two games in the NIT. I think that'd be nice because they'd get up to 25 wins. They'd have a couple more home games. Get some more experience. Have some fun. It's, to me, it's yeah, it's gravy. It's bonus. It's nice. Hey, let's talk about the pros and cons of this, okay? Just logistically, pros and cons. Take... Emotion out of it? No, actually, no, no. Let's not take emotion out of it. We can't. We're not robots. There's yeah, it's always true. emotion. We, like, yes. when someone says, well, it's unbiased, that is impossible. <laughs> Everyone is biased in, for what they think or want to see. Here are the here. pros. Here are my unbiased pros. To BYU playing in the NIT. One, there's a great shot you're going to play more games. Okay? Games, not just one and done. BYU, awesome. as a two seed, could potentially host two home games. And they might have three, depending on what happens with the number one seed. Like if the number because one seed Wagner, loses, Quincy Lewis's Wagner Seahawks. He'll join us coming up. Play St. Bonaventure or Alabama or Creighton could play. We want Bama. Alabama could play in the Marriott Center in the NIT quarterfinals. That's like uh. a legitimate possibility. By the way, they're not regions of eight teams. Quadrants. They're only third. They're quadrants. So there's a St. Bonaventure quadrant and a BYU quadrant. I have not heard that since pre-algebra when, in eighth grade. Yeah, when they said that in the BYU the, the quadrant. quadrant, I was like, whoa, that's that's kind of good news, right? When a quadrant's <laughs> named after you. You and people are like, well, yeah, man, championship. Abs- we got I a quadrant, I didn't say championship. Bro. I said, <laughs> I said, I like the sound of that. The BYU quadrant. We got a BYU quadrant. It's so awesome, man. (laughs) Uh, Keep in mind, this is the guy that makes the saxophone noise that's making fun of me. (laughs) By the way, someone someone tweeted about that. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. You find that. If you want low ratings, we're talking about the NCAA tournament. Keep up with the George Michael song. I almost (laughs) turned the TV off. We do not negotiate with Twitter terrorists. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. It's who I am. If you haven't been watching the show for a while, come on. More games for BYU, which means more practice, which means more experience for the young guys. You're guaranteed two more home games, most likely, with a win on Wednesday. Maybe three. You could meet St. Mary's or San Diego State in New York. Tell me that wouldn't be fun. I have not argued the fun element of this at all. So why not embrace it? Because it's the NIT, man. It's a disappointment. Not asking you to love it. Every time I hear the, the, the letters NIT, I get a little pain in me thinking, that's not the NCAA tournament. BYU lost to Gonzaga in Vegas. So it's the NIT. It hurts every time. Every time. NIT. Ah, like Mufasa. Ooh. That's the NIT with me. Come what me. 
<laughs> Thanks, Ewan McGregor. You are well. Obi Wan Kenobi. Absolutely, that guy's a stud. The, the, by the other Obi Wan. Okay, some cons, Jerem, that we have discussed. Clearly, it's do not we have the time N- for all of this? It's not the NCAA tournament, right? Yes, that's the number. That, that's like the main thing. That's just the main. Look, trust me, I'm out to have a good time with this. I am. It's just not the NCAA tournament. You want the young guys, notably the return missionary freshman Nick Emery and Jordan Chapman, to experience the big stage of the NCAA tournament, so that they can have kind of a basis of. Okay, we know what it's like. Wow, this is different. Moving forward. Yes, you've been to the NCAA tournament. It is different. The practice is open. There's tons of media. you got big-time announcers uh, on the game. It is, it is just so different. The NIT, this is like playing Belmont. Belmont's in the NIT. It's, now, ju- it's just not the same. Now, it's not now. the same. You, you sleep in your own bed. You don't go out on the road. You don't go somewhere that else. That could be a good this. thing, though, right? Well, for this tournament, yes. But you, the NCAA tournament, you want that challenge of that. Ask, we'll ask the coaches how they feel about sleeping in their own beds. <laughs> That's always preferred. But, I mean, the experience of going to the NCAA tournament, you cannot simulate that in any way. You have to go there and go, okay, that's how it feels. What are your NIT expectations for BYU? That is our Twitter question today. At BYU Teddy Bear says, a deep run. If we don't meet up with St. Bonaventure or the team who beats them, I would consider that disappointing. Well, so, BYU's so in a people, good place to do that. Th- see, that's the thing with this team. B- people are confident that BYU cannot, they aren't just playing in the NCAA, that they will win multiple games. And the standard for BYU basketball is to get to the NCAA tournament. That's, that's why the NIT is initially disappointing, because the standard is not the NIT. It is the NCAA tournament, which brings us to the stat mm-hmm. of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Dave Rose has been the coach 11 seasons now. This is just a third trip to the NIT for BYU, and that first year in the NIT was his first year. BYU went from a really bad team to a 20-win team, so it was a celebration. Three years ago, disappointment. This year, it's a disappointment. However, you're right. See what you can do in this. Have fun with it and go from there, and then you reset when the season's over and you aim for the NCAA tournament. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Now, what? now listen, as I have to interrupt because as much as I've given this a hard time, th- there's something that I can get more into than the NIT. What? Countdown what? to the Wildcats. <laughs> 173. Wow. You're Better dis- than the NIT. Wow. I would Are you rather serious? I would rather do the countdown than discuss the validity or pros and cons of oh, embracing are, the NIT. You are so, it'll be fun. Win so some games. Off. Try and get to New York. It'll be fun. I know. Wow. You are so off. That's what I think of the NIT. You know what? That honestly was worthy of an interruption. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I was gonna interrupt either way. <laughs> Truth. Either, either way. Up next on BYU Sports Nation. Assistant basketball coach Quincy Lewis joins us in Studio B. What does he think about all of this NIT hoopla? Plus, his Wagner Seahawks are in it. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. You can use the hashtag whenever you so choose. Hashtag BYUSN. Safety precautions uh, are in order and have been made so that BYU and Utah can play a baseball game tomorrow. This, this is fantastic for both sides that they can come to this agreement. 8 Eastern time, live on BYU TV. They're going to use plastic bats to ensure that no one is hurt. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. I can't wait. Hey, some tweets. I'm getting blown up That's right still now. still not old to me. I'm getting blown up right now for something I said in the opening block. Wait, what? Come what may and love it. 
And then at Hobosita says, when Spencer Linton unintentionally quotes Joseph B. Worthland and they attribute it to Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I just realized that was President Worthland, who was a Utah grad. <laughs> Sorry about that. He played football for Utah. But it was a memorable it was a memorable message, right? It was. What are your NIT I expectations for BYU? At Toby Max says, championship or bust? <laughs> just kidding. There are quality teams in the NIT this year, but BYU's bracket sets up nicely for a deep run. Yeah, win a, win a couple of games, I think, is going to be the general hope, right? And on that note, we welcome in BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis to Studio B, who's ready to handle all of the hard questions, including <laughs> his alma mater, Wagner Seahawks, in the NIT with a chance to knock off the number one seed in your side of the bracket. I'll tell you what, the Seahawks are tough. They're tough. You know, they, uh, <laughs> they, they, won, their, they won their conference, but uh, you know, they, they lost their conference championship game. So that's like a lot of teams in the NIT. 15 this year that, that won the regular season and Boy, didn't win their conference championship. Isn't that, that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, those are teams that know how to win. It's, it's amazing how it happened this year. Uh, and St. Mary's was one of those that tied for the league championship, didn't make it in. From BYU's perspective, did you want St. Mary's in there to ha- have the league be multi-bid? You know, I, I think in a lot of ways you, you do. Uh, you know, and it's it's really amazing when you have a team that won the league and won 27 games. And you can nitpick at some things with their you know their schedule, but, uh, boy, that's a dang good team. And they're in the NIT. Does that give you an idea of, okay, we have to be careful to avoid kind of – that path to avoid that result at all for BYU? Oh, you know, I, I think uh, each year is, uh, you know, Coach Lacombe does a lot of the scheduling with Coach Rose, and that's one of uh, the big, big things is trying to get as good a schedule as we can in that preseason so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Potential quarterfinal matchup between BYU and Wagner or St. Bonaventure, <laughs> we'll see. But when you look at the bracket in the NIT and you see the draw that you have, UAB on Wednesday, and then you'll find out when your second game is, maybe Friday or Monday. What do you think about how things stacked up for you in the NIT? Well, you can see down the line a little bit and the potential of maybe having a few home games, but you know, really you've got a 26-win UAB team. <laughs> and this is a team that not only did they win their conference, they won it by three games. And so this is a legitimate team, a team that won a game in the NCAA tournament with a lot of the same guys they have on their team now. So you know, we got our hands full in this first one. Did the team get together at all? Uh, for the NIT thing, or all separate, and then you practice today. Yeah, we'll practice today, and uh, you know all, all of our guys know who we're playing and what the what the deal is, and uh, we'll we'll jump on these guys today. What benefits will the NIT give to this BYU basketball team? You know, I think it's an opportunity for our seniors. Are really nice that uh, they get to be in front of the home crowd again, and uh, you know it's a tough loss to Gonzaga. And it uh, gives you an opportunity to maybe uh, leave on a possibly a better note. That's a great point. So, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you, you, you don't want they, Gonzaga to be the. They lost their sure. final home game, but now they have another home game. Yeah, so I think that's positive. And then you know, for young guys, it's a chance to build towards next year. And so I think there's a lot of positive things that can come out of the NIT. Tell me what you think of this. To me, half the battle of getting motivated for the NIT is getting over the fact that you didn't get into the NCAA tournament. You know, you know, that's certainly you can you can look at it that way. But, uh, you know, as I look at the NIT, you know, if, if you're a competitor, I mean, you're playing against some really good teams. I mean, there's there's 351 teams in Division one basketball and and, you know, it's top 68 or supposedly top 68 are going the NCAA. And then you got the next 32 that are going the NIT. And so uh, it's going to be plenty, plenty good enough. BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis with us on BYU Sports Nation in Studio B talking about BYU 
And Alabama-Birmingham, the Blazers coming to Provo on Wednesday. That game will be on ESPNU at 10 p.m. Eastern. When you look into the eyes of your guys, and I know I, I talked to Dave Rose on Saturday, and he told me that you had, you had run a little bit last week, and, and he liked what he saw. So is there any concern in your mind that, that they won't be fully committed and ready to go? No, I, I think uh, there's an initial letdown. You know, after the the conference tournament, because we'd built, you know, and we, I mean, it was a heck of a game. We just lost it, you know, and uh, you know, but you see him practice, and uh, you know, you, you see a guy like uh, Chase Fisher, and I mean, the guy has a passion for the game, and uh, he came out the other day, and he's bouncing, and he's like, hey, let's go, and uh, you know, that's where you're really glad you have good kids, you know, and we've got some, we got good kids. That's good to hear because you could easily be disappointed, you know, and and not play. But but I, I'm excited to hear that about Wednesday. Do you know the history with UAB? I know you didn't go to BYU, but there's a famous UAB game between BYU and UAB. Are you familiar with? Yeah, uh, probably uh, when BYU was number one. BYU could have been number. Could have been number one. So, yes. Yeah. So you're familiar with it? Yeah, I was. I was a Provo boy. You know, I I know that was uh, Coach Anderson, I believe. And you know uh, more than I do now. Yes, uh, Marty <laughs> Oz, uh, Andy Tolson. Uh, that was Mike a pretty Smith. darn good team. So, yes. So how? Do, so for those that don't know, eighty-seven. It's it's February sixth, eighty-eight. BYU's ranked second. The number one team. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. And BYU had a chance if they win to be the number to one be team. Number one. They lose to UAB that night by nineteen. Jeff Chapman was on that team, who's from Alabama. Yeah. His kid Jordan's on the team. So that's an interesting storyline going into this game. It has little to nothing to do with this game, but it's fun, right? <laughs> it is kind of fun, you know. And I, I remember that as a kid, thinking, wow, BYU's going to be number one. And you, sometimes you just don't realize how good some of these teams are. And uh, UAB's one of those that's uh, consistently been a pretty good team. Jeff Chapman tweeted, quote, Finally, Jordan will get revenge <laughs> on UAB for me. Hashtag 18 years too late. Uh, Jeff's such a good guy and had such a, a great career at uh, at BYU. But uh, hey, we're going to help you out, Jeff. How much Did he film? Twenty eight? Was I off on that math? Oh, yeah, twenty eight, oh, isn't it? Is it twenty eight? No, 12 yes, plus 16, 28. Yes, it's twenty eight years. So he's unless they wrote the tweet in wrong. Let's check that tweet. Maybe right? 10 years later, he meant to tweet that. <laughs> I don't know. i got to give Jeff a hard time. Well, if he did tweet it wrong, we absolutely need to give him a hard time about that. How much film have you watched on UAB, or have you watched any at all at this point, Coach? Yeah, I actually watched quite a bit already. And uh, tell you what, it's a good team. It's a really good team. They, uh, they share the ball great. It's a very good offensive team. And uh, you know, when you win, you, know, you go 16-2 and two in, in a league – you're doing something right, and uh, and you can definitely see it in their team. They have a really good guard named Brown, can do a lot of good things. They got some inside guys that are good, and then they have a little point guard that really distributes the ball well. They share it very, very well. Do they compare to anybody that you have played this year? Uh, you know, some of their uh, the actions that they run are similar to um, maybe a St. Mary's or a Gonzaga, honestly. And uh, they do run a lot of set plays. They run a lot of set plays. They don't play slow. They don't play fast. They're kind of right in the middle somewhere. You still haven't tweeted. Um, and we had a thing earlier this year where if you, if you swept the LMU Pepperdine <laughs> road series that you would tweet from the beach or something. Will you tweet if, you, if this team gets to Madison Square Garden? First like, tweet like from Madison Square Garden? first tweet is from Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. You know what? If you guys are going to put me up to that, 
done deal. Yes. Because then I'm back home kind of, you know, I'm back in New York Absolutely. City, you know, yes. I got to yes. do it, right? Yes. Okay, I feel the pressure from you guys. It's done. If we go to Madison Square Garden, done deal. Yes. <laughs> we get people to do things they don't want to do on this show. That would be an epic first tweet, though, like at center court at Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. Like, hey, world. It's, I mean, there's, there's motivation to keep winning by itself and whatnot, but um, the, the prize of the NIT is getting to play in the, the mecca of basketball. Is, is that like a motivation in any way, shape, or form for you guys? You know, Madison Square Garden is a neat place. Uh, first time I went there, you know, as a player at Wagner and uh, uh, went and watched the game there. And I was like, this is just different. It has a different feel to it, a different feel, different crowd. And, uh, you know, if you could make it there, other than the tweet, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's a big, big time deal. Talking with BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis on BYU Sports Nation. You coached Nick Emery in high school and Eric Mika and TJ Haas. Now it's to the point where. We're a couple months away from all of those guys being back from missions and moving forward playing basketball again. What kind of an update can you give us on status of TJ and Eric right now as they wrap up their, their LDS missions? Well, it's a little bit closer than you might think. Uh, TJ is back this month. He's two, two and a half weeks, something like that. Woo! Wow. So, so TJ's, TJ's going to be so back he soon. he can play in the NIT? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, Meek is back at the uh, at the end of April, and so these guys are going to be back in the fold here soon. Um, so I've thought about it a little bit, but not a lot. You know, right now we've got a lot of work to do. How has uh, Nick Emery performed this season, in your, in your opinion, as his high school coach and now an assistant coach for BYU? You know, uh, in a lot of ways I felt like uh, Nick is just kind of, with the injuries and the different things that he's went, uh, went through, uh, he's kind of just getting back to the level he was at the end of his senior year. And that might sound crazy. But, uh, you know, the mishap he had in the summer and then, you know, the problems he's had with his, you know, his shoulders and things, uh, uh, I think he's kind of back to where he was, and it's taken him a while. And, and he's had a very, very good year. I don't think anybody could dispute that. Uh, heck of a year for a freshman. But uh, uh, I think uh, he's got a, a lot of improving that he, he will he'll be doing by the time we get to next year. We sat behind P.J. Carlesimo at the West Coast Conference Tournament. and He was he- a Wagner guy, by the way. Oh, that's right. He's okay. the second yeah. most famous Wagner guy. Is that what you're saying? Second. Behind I'm Quincy glad Lewis. that you mentioned that. <laughs> and you associate PJ with Seton Hall and getting to the national championship and NBA coaching and whatnot. But speaking of Nick Emery, he, he couldn't say enough good things about his style of play. And so that I'm sure that has to feel, feel validating for a guy like that to notice what you saw all the way through high school and now at BYU. Well, I think somebody like uh... – uh, PJ, what he can appreciate about Nick is the guy competes. You know, he's not just a, a shooter, and sometimes he gets pigeonholed into something like that. But he really, really competes, and he sees the floor well. And so, there's some things about Nick that uh, have really come out this year that I don't think people understood as much. As a guy who's worked on the defense um, a lot this year for BYU, how, how has the defense performed for BYU this season? In your opinion? You know, I felt like uh, you know our first half of the year we're kind of on a roller coaster a little bit. We had some really good outings, and then we had some that we weren't so proud of. And uh, but uh, the second half of the year, other than maybe a, a few a few games, I think uh, we really made good progress. And uh, considering where we were from last year to where we are now, I think it's been good. It's not where we want to be in the end. Uh, we have some steps to take next year, but uh, we've definitely made progress from where we were last year. What's the strongest defensive set or formation, you think? As far as like... Like man-to-man versus man-to-man that one or zone or 1-3-1. Yeah. You know, our, our man if you know our man has been solid for us, and it's continued to get better. You know, the 1-3-1 has certainly given us uh, uh, some good moments. And, 
you know, hopefully that that continues. Uh, you know, sometimes with the one three one, there's there's definitely holes when you play that type of a defense, and so sometimes you can play it for a little bit longer, and sometimes uh, maybe it's just short stints. We'll finish with this. Have you have you enjoyed your first year at BYU? Only because I get to interview with you guys. Uh, you know? That's it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And we keep four you guys. Every are, time you, you guys come are in, so we're like, special. Tweet, man. <laughs> we, we are unique, aren't we? You guys are unique and special. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's been really enjoyable. But uh, no, I, you know, There's what? a napkin to uh, wipe the snark. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I work with good guys. I work with good guys. I coach good guys. And so I, I I'm, I'm a lucky. I'm lucky. So. Yeah, the hardest, the hardest question from is, us is will you do this if. Will you tweet if X happens? Yeah, you know, that's really hard hitting stuff here, Quincy. You know, it is hard hitting stuff. But I'll tell you what: if I'm in Madison Square Garden, I feel pretty comfortable. Cool. All right. Yeah, baby. Let's make it happen, Quincy. We appreciate the time. All right. Good to be here. Look forward I'm to the NIT Wednesday game number one against UAB. Tweet from Madison Square Garden. I would, can you think of a better place to start it? No. Jerusalem. What are your NIT expectations for BYU? At BYU Fanatic 12 says a rematch with St. Mary's. They got to get the UAB first. That would be in New York. Up next, Lexi Rydalch, all-time league scorer in the West Coast Conference in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the BYU Store. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton in Studio B. Doing it live. Check out the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, BYU uh Sports Nation is all over social media. We just added Snapchat like two weeks ago. We're Snapchatting right now. Uh, Kate Hansen, one of our production assistants, is all over that. She happened to be an Olympian as well. Crazy. I don't know why she's working with us, but we love it. It's fantastic. We're on Facebook as well, Instagram, and, of course, Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. So check out the Snapchats, all this exclusive content. Spencer doing crazy stuff behind the scenes. Check it out. How did we fool Kate Hansen into working with us? I still don't know. It's fun to have her around. She's awesome. It's Remember great. when she met the President of the United States? Yeah, she met Barry. And talked to Beyonce on the phone and was on Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> it's always intimidating to have one of the students that's like way cooler or better than you. <laughs> that's the case with many of our students, to be honest. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. Refreshed. Men's basketball. Two seed in the NIT. The Cougars host UAB. Wednesday, 10 Eastern on ESPNU. Tonight's the women's basketball selection show as well, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Charlie Cream's latest bracketology has BYU as a 7 seed. Baseball team at BYU now 15-1. and one. Woo. After a four-game sweep of Niagara, the Cougars scored at least 14 runs in all four of those games. They totaled 57 for the series. BYU hosting Utah tomorrow. It's the BYU TV debut of BYU baseball in the 2016 season. The face of the Cougars, Spencer Linton, right here. The three Cougars at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships all placed in the top five. They sent three. They all finished top five. Shaq Walker took third in the 800. Shea Collinsworth, that's Kyle's wife, fifth in the 800. And Zach Blackham took third in the high jump. A statistic from BYU Women's Basketball Sports Information Director Norma Collette as we... Bring in Lexi Rydalch in just a moment. She says, for your information, Lexi Rydalch is the only player at BYU that has gone to four NCAA tournaments under Coach Mm. Judkins. This will be her fourth. And so with that, we welcome Lexi back to Studio B. Lex, nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you guys too. Four NCAA tournaments. This is just kind of like, this is what we do, right? At this point. 
I guess so. Yeah, when I came to BYU, that was my biggest goal is to take the team to the NCAA tournament because that's that's what matters most. It's the the best thing, the best time. When you uh, tore your ACL, that was a WNIT year. Yeah. So you don't want to tear your ACL. Right. But you went to the WNIT that year, so that, that worked out. Maybe because you tore your, your ACL. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, some speculation, I guess. Yeah. Speculate. That's what we do here. Uh, what are your emotions like today as you await the NCAA tournament bid? Uh, we're very excited. We're excited for another tournament opportunity because the last one didn't end like we wanted it to. So we're excited to um, make some noise and have some fun. It's the best time of the year, March Madness, so we're excited to be a part of it. What seed are you hoping for, and what seed are you expecting? Mm-hmm. I think some of the predictions have put us at six, seven, eight. So um, I think that's right around where we'll fit. But I'd, I'd prefer a six seed. It's it's a good spot, good matchups, um, and so that's that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see. It's been six days since the West Coast Conference tournament final. Mm-hmm. Are you over it, or how did you get over it? You know, I've been measuring my pain on a pain scale, <laughs> my emotional pain. Wow. It was up to a 10 after we lost. It it hurt. The Losing a championship, there's no feeling like that. You hate it. And it's slowly been decreasing. I'd say I'm about to a 3. But hopefully when I'm, when I'm ready for the NCAA tournament, it's going to be to a 0. We're going to be fresh, motivated, um, excited. I think we're all excited to get that bad taste out of our mouth. Lexi Rydalch with us in Studio B, all-time leading scorer in the West Coast Conference, male or female. Accomplishing that and wow. hearing that, what goes through your mind? It's uh, pretty mind-blowing. I I never thought I would do that, you know, and to pass people names like Hank Gathers and Danny Ainge. That's just mind-blowing to me and um, cool to be in that same conversation, and it's just a real honor. What did you think or hope you would do at BYU? Uh, like I said, definitely NCAA tournament all four years, and I wanted to um, go deeper than ever in the NCAA tournament. And then I, of course, wanted to win championships, and we've done uh, that a few times here, which has been awesome. I'm all about the rings, man. I, I love those <laughs> rings. Every girl says that. <laughs> That's right. This so, is the honesty that we love so much from you, Lexi. Yes. <laughs> all about them rings. Yes, all about them rings. So, yeah, just to be great when I come to BYU and make the program great and then uh, spread the word about BYU. What's BYU about? I want to get their name out there. How much are you hoping to not be in Connecticut's side of the bracket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I would love to not be in their side. Um, we've done that before. We've experienced that. We would love to go as deep as we can. They're a phenomenal team and um, just an obstacle you don't want to face s- sooner than later. Right? Granted, you did scare them a we little did. bit in the Sweet 16 two years ago. We did. We definitely did. We came ready to play. We Came with a fist swinging and uh, weren't going to go down easy, but they're tough. That was my first I'll shave my head if moment, by the way, Do you, if you recall. That I, was, do, I remember, yeah. I said if BYU won that game that I would shave my head. And you <laughs> took the lead in the second half, and there was a flush of <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> and, and people were tweeting at me, and I was like, ah! You're like, ah! <laughs> and then the next year, like an idiot, I toss that out again um how's the health of the team going in the tournament especially amanda wayman who i think rolled an ankle she did she'll be ready to go she um she practiced on friday and um i think we're all healthy we've had a really good year in terms of injuries and stuff 
Um, so we're we're going to fire on all cylinders, hopefully. What does the win over Texas A&M, who have been in the top 20 basically all year, what does that do for your confidence as a team moving into the NCAA tournament, kind of projecting that at some point we're going to face a team like Texas A&M again? Yeah. Um, I think it does a lot of things because we were successful against them. They have big posts. They have um, athletic guards, and we were able to be successful against that. And then teams in the NCAA tournament, they're – they love to pressure and be aggressive, and the intensity is much higher. So knowing that we did that in the preseason, we can go back to our memory on that and say, hey, this is how we beat them. This is the things that we did and our strengths against these kind of teams, and we can kind of pull that file out of out of the filing cabinet and refer to it. What's a filing cabinet? <laughs> Oh, it's in your computer, on. Jeremy. It's in your computer. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, digitally? Doing desk or something? I'm just kidding. Is there pressure to live up to awards like Player of the Year? Because I get the sense that you play like I'm the Player of the Year anyway, mm-hmm. but then you get an award and people are looking at you, there's Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I, I guess there's a little pressure, but um, it didn't really change my mentality, like you said, towards the game. Um, I'm always trying to help my team the most and be the best player out there and um, – be the the greatest a great player in the nation so um it's just a stepping stone your coaches tell me that you play better when you're angry <laughs> so i'm trying to think of something that i can do well, on who, game well, day. who told my, you that uh dan <laughs> dan, dan? dan did. yeah yeah under the bus <laughs> boom yeah so what, i'm trying to think of something to get you riled up on game day it's, well that's saturday right saturday we have a ways out saturday yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. okay yeah. I'll think of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax. I'll send you a code word or a tweet or something. You're like, ugh. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Bad at basketball. <laughs> Lexi, congratulations yeah. on a great year, and uh, we look forward to see where you play. Yeah, thanks. It'll be exciting. Lexi Rydall, it's all-time leading scorer in the West Coast Conference and West Coast Conference Player of the Year with us on That's BYU crazy. Sports Nation. <laughs> Up next, back to the men's basketball side with the head coach of the UAB Blazers, Jared Hash, will join us. He's going to tell us what his team brings to Provo. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. And if you missed today's interviews, you're going to want to see them. Quincy Lewis, BYU men's basketball assistant coach, on his thoughts about the NIT and we just talked to the all-time leading scorer on the West Coast Conference, Lexi Reinhalch. Really fun interview. And tomorrow we'll have baseball on BYU TV for the first time this season. BYU versus Utah. Stakes are high, non-conference game. 8 Eastern time on BYU TV tomorrow. I'm taking the Weeblos tomorrow, by the way. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cold. Tell them to dress warm. Uh, yeah, I told the parents already. It might snow. Well, how Can you think of a better setting for BYU-Utah baseball? I might not go anymore now that you said it might snow. <laughs> Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the head basketball coach of the UAB Blazers, Jared Haas. Coach, nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you're feeling good about 26 wins and a regular season conference title by three games. What made your team a record-setting type team this year? Well, we had the ability to finish games. We were able to make plays when it counted, uh, certainly in the regular season of our conference. And, and guys uh, really embraced the idea of trying to play for a championship. What do you think of the matchup with BYU? Well, I think it's going to be a heck of a challenge. I mean, they're a very, very good basketball team. We know the environment's going to be fantastic. And they pose a lot of problems for anybody they play. And we're uh, getting into the nuts and bolts of it right now and trying to talk to the guys about scouting reports 
uh, today at practice and make a game plan. But they, like I said, they just give you so many challenges and so many uh, unique situations on the offensive end. Clearly you're busy, and we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. So to return the favor, what do you want to know about BYU, Coach? (laughs) (laughs) Is it possible to win? What can we do? (laughs) Pacific won in the Marriott Center. Uh, Gonzaga won in the Marriott Center. So those would probably be the two game films. But, yeah, BYU ends up being being, uh, tough at home, as you said. Yeah, they have a history of it, obviously, in the program. There's a culture to their program, and – and there, you know, there's a lot of respect from our end, certainly. The balanced scoring and effort on your team is something that jumps off the page when you look at statistics. So, who would you say is the most outstanding, or who are the most outstanding players on this UAB team that BYU fans are going to want to pay attention to? Well, there's a, a variety of things there. Uh, you know, Robert Brown is our lone senior, uh, played at Virginia Tech for a couple of years, and has had a heck of a year. Uh, was first team all conference and can score in a variety of ways, um, but all the guys kind of have their roles. You know, William Lee was the defensive player of the year and is a really good shot blocker for us. Um, but each of the each of the you know one reason we had some success is I think the pieces of the puzzle seem to fit in together pretty well. There is a famous BYU UAB game that goes back to 1988. Are you familiar with what happened in that game? I am not yet, so I hope you can inform me. So BYU was ranked number two in the country, Coach, and the number one team had lost that night, and BYU, had they won, was going to be number one. Instead, UAB won by 19. A member of that team, Jeff Chapman, who's from Alabama, his kid now plays for BYU. So there's a fun storyline going into this game. UAB took down BYU's one chance to be number one. (laughs) Jimmer didn't even get BYU to number one, Coach. Well, we're, uh, we know that there's a great history and tradition at BYU, and you know we're proud of what we've done here, not only us, but the tradition at, at uh, UAB. So you know this is a high-level game, and I know both teams would love to be in the NCAA tournament, but there's an understanding that this is a high-level deal. Jared Haas, the head coach of the UAB Blazers, joining BYU Sports Nation right now. You haven't traveled farther west than Louisiana this year, I believe. So how much will travel to Provo, Utah affect your team, if at all? Well, I don't know. Uh, we're still trying to find flights and hotels and everything, so there's there's a lot of moving parts to what we're doing right now. Um, so we'll have to adjust practice times, and um, certainly, you know, it adds another element. It's not easy to travel that far and going west. But I'm originally from California, so I, I understand the mountains in Lake Tahoe. So I understand, uh, you know, what it's like to play at elevation and travel from east coast to west coast and all those kind of things. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, those are all uh, uh, factors certainly. But I think our guys are going to be focused on the game itself. After a regular season conference uh, championship and then uh, wanting to get into the NCAA tournament but losing in the conference tournament, what's, what's the motivation level of your guys as you embark upon the NIT? Well, I think that's yet to be determined. Uh, I think the staff were, were motivated and excited, and I think the team uh, will get there. There's certainly a level of disappointment, and I'd be lying if I said there wasn't. Um, you know, we, we had geared towards trying to play great in the conference tournament, and we didn't put our best foot forward, and, and um, so that's part of it. But I do think our guys will be excited to respond and excited to get back out on the court. Joining us now is the head coach of the UAB Blazers, Jared Haas. Coach, in your biography, I read that you worked closely with Roy Williams for a very long time. How much of the current coach at North Carolina's ideology do you implement into your own game at Alabama-Birmingham? Well, I think in terms of the program, a, a ton. Um, that's one thing with Coach Williams. I think he runs an unbelievable program from top to bottom. He treats people so well. and uh, I think that part of it, I like to 
say that there's there's just a ton of what he did that we try and do here. Uh, X and O wise, there's certainly a lot of uh, similarities and a lot of things that we'll try and uh, copy from them. But there's also our own unique stuff that we've put in uh, that we think this team can be effective with. Coach, did the basketball team play a bigger role on campus when the football uh, program was was uh, I guess canceled for you know the the year or two? Uh, maybe to a certain extent, yeah. It's been it's been a wild couple years here. It really has, and trying to figure out. Uh, the fate of football and how all these pieces fit together has been um, not very easy, but I think everybody has supported basketball, and I think there's a great deal of excitement around football right now, but it's something that uh, we've we got through, and I think there's light at the end of the tunnel and some positive things coming forward. Okay, so we're, I'm looking right now at your graphic uh, on our screen, and I, I don't know that there is a more fierce mascot in all of NCAA basketball than the fire-breathing dragon. Can you think of one? No, hopefully that has a major impact on the game as well. So we're, we got that going for us, I guess. Uh. Coach, great to have you with us. Uh, we wish you a safe trip out to Provo, Utah, and we look forward to the game on Wednesday night. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. Jared Haas on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I want to highlight something very quickly. You did not say best of luck or good luck, which is a step in the right direction. I, this has been an issue in previous times. You said safe travels. We wish you this, safe travels to Provo, Utah. Th- this is good because, yes, we want a competitive game. But in the past, Pepperdine has won a game where the, that phrase was uttered against BYU. So I, I thought you handled that perfectly Thank at the end. you. I have also said good luck to other coaches that did not win in Provo. Let's ignore those. <laughs> just, the one, just the one. Just pay attention to the one horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah, they're an interesting case because they won 26 games and won their conference by three games, but their RPI and strength of schedule was and didn't even play any top 50 teams. So that's why they're not in the NCAA tournament, a 26-win team. By the way, we need to put it out there officially. Lexi Rideoff said, did you give me the karma? And we said, absolutely, we did. By coming on the show. We, we formalize it sometimes verbally, but we did not. It first. is official. We have given the karma to Lexi Riders because she said, I need it this week. Does she even need it? She's amazing. Of course she is. The whip hits next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU is a two seed in the NIT. The Cougars host Alabama Birmingham Wednesday, 10 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Women's Basketball. Tonight, Lexi Rydalch, who just joined us a few minutes ago, and the BYU women's basketball team will be watching closely the selection show on ESPN 7 Eastern to find out who they play, where they play, and what their seed is. Charlie Cream, ESPN Bracketologist, has the Cougars as a seven seed right now. Baseball is 15-1 and one after a four-game sweep of, Niag- uh, sweep of Niagara where the Cougars scored at least 14 runs in all four games for a total of 57 runs in the series. Cougars host Utah tomorrow, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. BYU could be ranked today. Woo. Track and field. Three Cougars at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships all placed in the top five. Shaq Walker took third. Shea Collinsworth fifth in the 800. Zach Blackham took third in the high jump. Tennis. Women's tennis split two games last weekend, beating Boise State 6-1 and falling to UNLV 5-2. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished the Valspar Championship tied for 22 at one over par. This course is electric. <laughs> Golf. The men's team is participating in the Lampkin Invitational this week. The opening round starts today in San Diego, and the women's team hosts the Entrada Classic this week. Play begins today. Gymnastics. Women's gymnastics lost to number 20 Arizona on the road on Friday. The Wildcats scored 196.85. BYU with a 195.4. 
Rugby. The top-ranked team in the land and the back-to-back-to-back national champions beats number three, St. Mary's, 62-15. to It was a one-point game in Moraga, so they took it to them in Provo. Next game is Thursday, 9 Eastern against Army. The entire Army is playing BYU <laughs> on Thursday. It's going to be a tough one. The Black Knights. Is there a better nickname? That's really cool. It's the, I love it. We've discussed maybe the most fierce-looking mascot today. I'll be honest. The UAB Blazer Dragon looks like Trogdor the Burninator. It really does. Am I, am I the only one? Am I the only one? Burninating the village. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Hey, we mentioned Jeff Chapman and his tweet, how it said 18 probably shouldn't have been 20. He corrected himself. He's corrected himself. We, we love it. Jeff's join, going to join us, I believe, uh, Wednesday. Jeff Chapman on the show. Raw emotions about the night they lost to UAB 28, not 18, years ago. It's been a long time. 28. Were you born when they lost to UAB? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're both in our 30s, man. I know. I know. It's funny that you asked me a question you knew the answer to. I should have just <laughs> let it be rhetorical. You being the people. English is weird that way. Why, is you, why can't it be something different hey, than you, Spencer, and you, the people? By the way, everybody pay thought. attention to how Jerem Jordan will vote in the off-the-block Media poll today. BYU volleyball could be moving up. It's almost uno. Yeah, BYU is going to be number one. You teased it. I'm just going to say it. I'm voting BYU number one. Yeah, it's official? Because Long Beach State, yeah. Even because before Long the Beach discussion State we lo- have? Yes, okay. because Long Beach State lost. By the way, Spencer helps me each week. I appreciate that. It's a joint discussion. I end up sending it in. You get all the credit. Send it in, Jerome! <laughs> you should say that to me right before I email it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are your NIT expectations for BYU? <laughs> before we go to that, today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout today, Jeremy? I have no idea. Hmm. Normally we come up with someone Who deserves you. the Rise and Shout today? How about the three All-Americans track and yeah, field? Yeah, that's a great one. So they go to Nationals, and all three finish top five. All, all All-Americans, I think is the, the specific way to say that, because they're all United States homies, and they were All-Americans. <laughs> they're all All-Americans. <laughs> BYU's had non-All-American, non-American All-Americans. It's happened a lot. From Mandy Moore to American homies. BYU Sports Nation bringing it today. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if you watch this show, you know who we are. You're not like, man, these guys are weird. You just know, yes, they're weird. Now to the Twitter machine. Or special. It's Twitter time. Yes, Quincy Dipsy, you are unique and special. Emphasis on special. <laughs> Love you still, Quincy. At Kristen125, it says, I expect Spencer Linton to start pursuing the hair dye colors at Walmart. Because you said that if BYU wins the NIT, you'll dye your hair blue. I will dye my hair blue if BYU wins the NIT. What's Absolutely. Elite Absolutely. Elite tweet, at YoungTim32. <laughs> Nick Emery will hit a buzzer beater in the final. Jimmer will knight him at <laughs> midcourt, and the era of glory shall begin. <laughs> will knight him? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, thanks to all our guests. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Liddell Anderson. We're back to work tomorrow.